Flavour Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars. And Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavour Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. <laughs> and the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. Here's our co-host, that side, Randy Griggs, coming to you live from Lot B and Lot B- minus out here in uh, sunny California. We've got a fantastic pairing going tonight. Randy, this is the first show we've done together in a minute, dude. How you doing? Did we do a show last week? What are you talking about? Oh, we did? I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Good so times. Good times. Is, is we had done the show together for a while. It's, okay, let, let's cut it. Let's start over. Let's start over because I totally screwed Rob, this. Rob, this is a live show. I don't, I, I don't know if you I got the know that. Oh, see, I was kind of... I was kind of playing off when uh, it was Burt Blylevin who dropped a bunch of F-bombs while he was doing a, uh, a MLB call at the beginning of the game. That's exactly how it went. He's like, oh, we got to start this bleeping thing over because I just bleeped it up. And his co-host was like, but we're live. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know that. Like, we'll do was, it live. He was dropping F-bomb after F-bomb. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Randy, I have, it's been a week since we've done a show together. <laughs> I, I've missed you so much. Uh, I, I like the flat bill look you've got going today. Okay. How is everything going in the world of Randy Griggs? Man, I am doing spectacular. Happy to be back. I did have a, a, a brief um, a little step away from the show uh, for a couple weeks. We took a week off, and then I took a week off additionally to that. But uh, last week was a ton of fun coming back from Nick Melillo. I couldn't have... I, we, we did choose him to be the person. I was going to say, I couldn't have chose anyone better. Well, it's because we did choose We're who to kick off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to kick that explains that. Off with. Yeah, yeah. That mystery um, solved. <laughs> so uh, I, I thought that was a great kickoff. You know, I'm super excited. We got we got two rappers left. We got Broadleaf uh, for four shows, and we're moving on to the San Andreas. Um, I think we're f- finishing the season out really, really strong. We have uh, some great pairings. Uh, coming up, one of them being tonight. Um, I'm I'm super pumped about it, man. Awesome, awesome. I I too am excited as well. Uh, in uh, conjunction with you, um, I'm trying to think of other ways I can say too and as well, but I, <laughs> I can't do anymore. So we've as a, as a uh, parallel to me. Indeed, indeed, uh, something to that effect. Anyway. Um, very happy to be here. Back-to-back shows, Randy. This is We're on a good trend here between yeah. you and me. We're both here, back-to-back shows. That's just crazy. Yeah, crazy just as crazy. a reminder, since, we're, since we both apparently need to rock, knock a little rust off, why don't you uh, thank everyone for coming in, ask them to share. Hey, well, thanks for joining the next. show, everybody. It's great to have you here. I was just having a conversation with my friend. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. We are uh, step two Step two, page two, round two, chapter two. Chapter two. I like chapter two. Chapter two. Yeah, chapter two. Chapter. Uh, round like, kind of sounds like aggressive, mm-hmm. though. Like we're throwing, you know. These are kind uh, of aggra- aggressive uh, rappers. I'm not built for boxing. <laughs> uh, I, I like boxing movies, but I'm just not built for it specifically. Uh, maybe I could be like a flyweight. No, I'm too fat. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks for tuning in. Uh, now that we got all that out of the way, hit the share mm-hmm. button. Share the rest of the show because it's going to be great. We got all the the bad stuff out of the way. The rest of the show is going to be awesome. Uh, so share it with your uh, your friends and family on Facebook. They will never ever forgive you, but do it anyway. And uh, we really appreciate y'all being here. We are going to throw it back to the home studio in Colorado. That is, from what I understand, down one member today. Oh, oh, did you see that? We, we got backup production. Yeah. Okay. So all right, I got that out of the way. Got my one mistake out of the way. Oh, what's up, fellas? Back here in uh, Colorado, looking for forward to tonight's show. Jordan is sick. He's got strep throat. Jordan, 
It's got strep throat. You look different. Yeah. Jordan, <laughs> looks like you've had a rough week, man. What happened? I, I know, right? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that's what are you going to do, man? So I'm taking over. I'm going to try to fill his shoes, which won't be easy. What about, are you going to fill his skinny jeans? Uh, ooh, I don't even like that, the way that sounded <laughs> uh, at all. That sounded all weird. It's a family yeah. show. Eric. Yeah. Um, no, we, uh, it's uh, a bummer that uh, Jordan can't be here with us, but um, as I was saying in our text thread earlier, if Jordan is the Joe Montana of producers, Eric would be the Steve Young, so we are in good hands, uh, the extra commercial notwithstanding. <laughs> but um, we've, got, uh, we've got quite a pairing going today. Randy, this is the first time that I've smoked this cigar, and this is the Herrera Esteli Broadleaf. And this is available, as we know, only in the Lancero. Uh, Jordan looks different tonight. Yeah, indeed he does. Uh, he looks more uh, more wise uh, than normal. Um, but uh, that's what we're smoking tonight. Randy, you know a ton about the cigar. You did send me a one-sheeter on it that uh, while you talk, I'm that up. Yeah, so... Um... So I was able to reach out to uh, a good friend of mine over at Drew Estate, uh, known and loved well on uh, Dojo uh, channels. Uh, Jack Herrera sent me over the um, the sell sheet. Herrera. And so I'll, I'll, Jack Herrera. I, Jack Herrera. What did I say? <laughs> I didn't say Jack Heyer. Oh, I'm reading the, the Herrera sell sheet is why. Uh, Jack Heyer, not Jack Herrera. That's just weird. Um <laughs> So let me run through the uh, the blend real quick. So uh, the Herrera Esteli Broadleaf is a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper with a Brazilian Matafina binder. Uh, fillers are all Nicaraguan. We have a medium full body and a spicy, elegant, and smooth taste profile. Uh, this uh, cigar was originally released for Stogies of Houston in 2016 as part of their shop-exclusive H-Town Lancero series. Indeed. And a little little tidbit of information. Well, uh, so they did a, a, the exclusive for H-Town. Uh, then they released it in 2020 to Drew Diplomat Retailers. And so while my cohort, Robbie Raz, is smoking the newly released 2020 blend, I myself am actually smoking a throwback to 2016. This is actually the uh, Tienda Exclusiva that uh, was made originally for Stogies of Houston. And I believe, Eric, you have yet even a different version of your cigar tonight? Yeah, actually, I couldn't get the cigar, the, the Lancero, so uh, Matt brought me a uh, the TAA exclusive. So this is like a Toro version of the Broadleaf Ferrera Esteli that uh, I will be smoking on the show tonight. Which the, is pretty the, cool. The best. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, that, that cigar is actually listed on the sell sheet for this cigar, that these are the only two cigars that Willie has worked with uh, CT Connecticut as a rapper uh, in his time at Drew Estate. So we've got all three versions he's ever blended uh, represented here on the show tonight. That's kind of cool. Phenomenal. The best part is when I did the live on Monday, I told everybody that this was brand new and it only came in one size. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it's, it's true. That's, it's true. It does it's, it's, only come it's, in one size. <laughs> correct. Okay, it's not wrong, but it's not right either. So that just goes to show you that whenever I tell you something, uh, take it with a grain of salt, especially when my internet is choppy like it is right now. Um, but hopefully you all can still hear me. So we are pairing this. Uh, oh, somebody's got that Florida Kanye 18. That's big baller status. Um, we're going with a uh, straight rum pairing today. Uh, I've got a bunch of rum here on my table, uh, but I'm starting with, I promise there used to be liquid in here, uh, Zacapa. Uh, Solera tw or 23 Solera or 20 Solera 23, however the hell you say it. Uh, this is a Guatemalan rum. Um, we will get into uh, the specifics of different types of rum here in a minute. Uh, but that's what I'm going with. Uh, Randy, what, uh, what rum do you have on, uh, on deck today? I have here something fairly special. Uh, I was gifted this for my birthday this year, uh, mm. about two months ago. Uh, I have Optimus 25. Ooh. This is a let's see which way do I go here? Uh, this is a Dominican Phenomenal. Republic uh, product. 
that was aged for 25 years in malt whiskey barrels and uh, comes in. This is Año 2018. And it doesn't even say what the uh, what the proof is, which doesn't seem logical. Legally, I think they have to. Yeah, you would think. It doesn't say anywhere on it percent alcohol or... Mm. Um, yeah, it has no uh, mention whatsoever of the alcohol. Content. Content. It's, I'll, I'll bet that it's probably about 40%, because for the most part, um, most... Uh, and they don't really do like cask strength rum and that kind of thing, as far as I know. Uh, I haven't seen any. So you're probably looking at about 40%, which is pretty standard. I don't know if that's some sort of uh, law that we only import rum that's uh, 40% below. Uh, I know that's a, that's a law for, um, for whiskey that we import to this country. It, can, it can't be any higher. Or it might be an export law for Scotland. It can't be any higher than like uh, it's like 62.9% or something like that um, is as high as it can be. So sometimes you'll see one that says 62.9, and it's actually a bit higher than that. Um, but <clears throat> they won't tell you that's really the case. It just is. It seems like, for the most part, though, uh, 40% is what we're dealing with. So you've got something from the Dominican. I've got rum from Guatemala. I've got one from Nicaragua. And I've got one from Venezuela. But, Eric, I think you've got one from Venezuela as well. Let's see. I have... Uh... I uh, I've got this one Quinn brought over. This is a Rocky Mountain rum, so <laughs> it's from the Rocky Mountains. Of, of course, Quinn brought you Rocky Mountain rum. And then uh, and then I've got some uh, Diplomatico that I picked up just before the show started, and that's what I'm actually drinking at this point. And uh, I gotta say, it's uh, it's pretty tasty, pretty tasty. That's from, that's from Venezuela. <laughs> so Diplomatico is uh, is there a lot of uh, sugarcane grown in? Uh, in, in, in Winter Park? No, not a lot of uh, not a lot of sugarcane grown in Winter Park. So it's a small small supply, yeah, small yeah. batch, small yeah. batch indeed. Uh, so rum basically comes from sugarcane. Uh, I'm not going to get into the whole process of uh, of how rum is made because frankly I don't really know. I assume it's pretty much the same as like whiskey and that type of stuff. But you're using different things to make it. You're not using corn. You're using uh, sugarcane. Um, we will talk a little bit uh, about different types of rum. I'm just going to jump into this, Randy, and uh, feel free to uh, pepper me with questions if you like. Um, mm-hmm. So there's kind of there's a few different categories. So we have like a white rum or a clear rum. Uh, Eric, you had one of those in your hand there. Right. Um, your the Rocky Mountain rum was Rocky uh, more clear. Now, if it's clear, it's never been aged in a in a, a barrel of any kind. And rum, I think the standard. Um, most white rums, yeah, about 40%. Uh, that one's got a, probably a 40% ABV on it, would be my guess. Uh, let's Again, see here. Uh, yes, 40%. Yep. yep. And that's and when you get into the white rums, that's more of more for mixing, for cocktails, um, you know, rum yeah. and Cokes. Yeah, Quinn. What? I was saying, yeah, Quinn. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Bring in the cheap stuff. No, you can find some really <laughs> seriously. You can get some really good clear rums or white rums, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but they're, uh, I mean, Diplomatico's got one. Fortecanya has one. But for the most part, it's uh, they they tend to be a bit um, rougher on the palate. So you want to go uh, with more of a mixing um, mixing capacity for there. Then there's kind of a, a gold or pear rum. You don't see a ton of gold rum really around. That's where it spends a little bit of time in uh, in barrels. Uh, not a lot, but just a little bit. Um, get out of here, Randy. Uh, and so, and that's going to have you know a couple of years. It's going to have a little bit more of a molasses kind of flavor to it, uh, a bit stronger flavor. But it's not. Um, it's you're still going to want to mix that in cocktails because it's still going to have a bit uh, a bit of harshness. And, and again, they kind of check in right around the same forty percent. Uh, dark rum is kind of a step below what we're drinking tonight, Randy. It's um, like the t- <laughs> so this website that I'm looking at. Uh, it's actually called Rob's Rum. It's not my website, but uh, it was one of the first ones that came up, and it's got a lot of good info on it. He says the term dark rum is essentially meaningless. Um, when it, the longer you age a rum, the darker it's going to be because it's it's extracting some stuff from the the barrels that you're using. So when you're talking about a dark rum, it's like Florida Cana Seven, 
and anything under that. You, anything that's going to be aged longer than, um, than like five to seven years is going to fall into the category of aged rum. So there's not really um, that big of a, of a dark rum category. A, a lot of people refer to uh, Florida Cana or something like that as dark rum because it is dark. But it's, uh, this is really more of an aged rum. There's not really... Like, it's like when you talk about scotch or Japanese whiskey or bourbon, there's very specific guidelines and specific rules to be named that. You, if it's to be named scotch, it has to be made in Scotland, for example. Uh, but uh, rum is, is pretty wide open as far as, uh, as, far as the, uh, the groupings of things. Um, then you get into black rum. Now, black rum, super dark, super rich. It tends to be on the cheaper side. Most of it, it's not really barrel aged. It's they're adding things to it. They're adding color. They're adding molasses. They're adding stuff like that. Um, like, uh, and I should have brought out some examples cause I have some, uh, like a captain Morgan's is a perfect example of a, of a dark rum. It's it's, or a spiced rum. Um, that's more of a spiced rum, but still falls in the same category because it's, it's, it's basically a clear, clear rum, excuse me, with, uh, stuff added to it to make it look different and taste different. Um, <clears throat> So a, 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 a black rum, something like uh, Gosling's Black Seal, which is what I use, and we'll have this uh, a little bit later uh, in this season, what I use in my um, Dark and Stormies. It's, it's, a, it's very, very dark, uh, and it is, uh, but it, it's, it's super cheap. It's like $15 a bottle because it doesn't taste very good on its own, but it's really good in cocktails. Uh, it's actually the best, as far as I'm concerned, um, in a Dark and Stormy. Uh, then you run into navy rum. This actually has a pretty uh, a pretty long history. It goes back to the British Royal Navy uh, and its full-bodied rums that they had. <clears throat> so basically, it was thrown into barrels and put on boats. So it, it was put into barrels so it would, it would stay fresh longer. Uh, and they would add lime to it to uh, to prevent scurvy and things like that. Uh, so it's there's a long history of that. Uh, and you can get some really well-aged navy rums. It's got kind of a specific flavor to it. Um, a lot of it is kind of a Jamaican-style rum. Um, the, the, the main reason they switched to rum is because it, it, uh, it stayed fresh aboard ships a lot uh, better than French brandy did. Um, but that's, I mean, we, you could dig into that as much as you want if you're interested. I don't really have a lot of navy rum. I don't have any in my bar right now, and I've never really... Uh, been attracted to it. It tastes a little bit different to me. Now we jump into the premium aged rums, which is the stuff, Randy, that we're drinking tonight. And a premium aged rum, as I was saying during the uh, during the live, is anything that's going to say Añejo on it or it has an age statement. So for the Kanye 12, age statement, 12 years. That's how long it's been uh, aged in the barrels. And most of them will say Añejo on there somewhere. So that's, if you're looking for a a, a premium aged rum, you definitely want something that's got an age statement. Um, <laughs> yeah, Pusser's uh, Navy Rum is probably one of the biggest names uh, in, uh, in Navy Rum. Excellent painkillers. Painkiller must be a cocktail. Sounds like a cocktail. It sounds like a cocktail that I would have had in college and not since. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's kind of a primer on rum. I, with the, the premium age stuff, it's pretty obvious. You're paying a lot more money. Now, you can get premium-aged rum from just about any company that makes rum. Um, uh, what's the big one that's in Puerto Rico? Why can't I think of their name? The main rum that everybody buys. Bacardi. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Is that really Bacardi what had, you were looking for? Yeah, okay. that's what I was talking about. Bacardi, they're like the Coca-Cola of rum. They right. have uh, some premium-aged uh, stuff. Randy's about to nod off. For once, I'm talking more than Randy is. It's kind of weird, right? Love this. Uh, I love this. Keep going, bro. <laughs> just get to sit back and enjoy. But uh, yeah, yeah. Anybody's gonna have a premium. It's just kind of like a like a cigar company. They can make machine made stuff, but they're also gonna have their their uh, their premium hand rolled stuff. So when we talk about aged rum, we're talking about the premium hand rolled rum, if that makes sense. So anybody can make that stuff. Uh, Malibu, you want to just avoid uh, at all costs. That stuff is just terrible. Oh, man. I was into Parrot's Bay when I was like 18. It's mm -hmm. kind of the same thing. That, that yeah. coconut. Yeah. A little Coca-Cola. Yeah. At 18, <laughs> at 18 is the part that we should stick with there. Uh, so 
when you I mean, get I mean into... at 21. I meant at 21. <laughs> <laughs> oh, indeed, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't even thinking that. I was just thinking <laughs> of, uh, of an undeveloped palate. But um, uh, uh, that was when you were living in France, so it was okay. There you go. Um, so it was, it, it was uh, legal there. But when you get into uh, aged rums, you're getting into a much deeper and more sophisticated flavor profile. You're getting uh, sweetness from the rum. You're going to get some some oakiness from the barrels. It depends on the type of barrels that they're aged in. I mean, a lot of them are, are ex-whiskey uh, barrels for the most part, so you're going to get a, a bit of that, maybe a little bit of a whiskey tang to it um, and uh, and things of that nature. But it's just a totally different beast when you talk about sipping on a Florida Cana 12 or a, a Zacapa Solera 23 or... Uh, whatever, something that's, uh, or Gosling's Black Seal. It's like, it's not even the same beast. That's why Gosling's costs a third of the price and is really meant for cocktails. So that's kind of a primer. If you have any questions, I don't know if anybody posted any questions because I was kind of reading while I was doing this. I hope it wasn't boring. Um, but yeah, fire away with any questions that you got and I'll do my best to answer them. But uh, that's that's where we're at now. And I always go with, a, I don't know if you can see the, ice cube in there. I always go with an ice cube with my rum. I just, it just tastes better cold to me. I don't know. Well, if I may, a couple things. First of all, bravo, Rob. Well done. You're well prepared for, for, uh, for, for the, the show I like tonight. The sauce, baby. I like the sauce. Yeah, no, you could tell, you could tell you, you actually do your homework when it's, when it's something you get super excited about. Um, no, that, that that was fantastic. Phenomenal. I had no idea there were so many different classifications of rum. Like I knew there was clear and dark. I didn't know that dark wasn't aged, uh, and that the proper way to reference what we typically uh, gravitate towards is aged rum. Uh, so I, I I like that because that is I think probably most of the people tuning in are probably you know focused on that segment of of, of the family, and I'm guessing more than. Uh, a couple of us uh, misreference that as dark rum. Um, so that was fantastic. You know, I, I, I'd love to throw something out there um, that, uh, that that's interesting because I don't know um, much about drinking rum. But uh, as, as you know, I've uh, I've spent quite a bit of time studying distilling in general and everything. And it makes a ton of sense. Um, one that you talked about the difference between uh, bourbon and rum being uh, what makes them up, and it also makes sense that you're that you prefer an ice cube here where you don't with bourbon because, um, as we know, corn is a very very simple simple sugar that yeast can consume 100%, leave a very neutral flavor and no residual sugar uh, thereafter. Where uh, sugar cane is a very long and complex sugar chain that all a yeast can do is kind of break it up into smaller chains. It can't actually consume it all, so it leaves a significant amount of, uh, of residual sugar. And I can tell you right now, I'll, I'll let you know a little bit about this Optimus that I'm drinking. Um, it, this is very sweet. It has a, a which leads to a viscous mouthfeel. It's got a lot of body to it, it, it. And that sweetness can almost be overpowering. And, uh, uh not only the, the chilled nature of the ice cube edition, but also the dilution of the ice, I think cuts down on that where, you know, you, you with, with the bourbon, you, you do have that lighter body. You don't need to kind of soften it up uh, with the water or with the, the chilling. So it makes a ton of sense to me that now, I, cause I wondered about that. Cause you guys always shame me when I put ice in my bourbon, uh, but, but you're okay putting ice in your rum. And now that I'm like tasting the difference in the mouthfeel, and the overall sweetness uh, it makes a ton of sense why this is uh, <laughs> this is more ice um, presentable for you guys. Absolutely. I mean, the mouthfeel, and I know we joke about it, but is is very different between whiskey and rum. I mean, the the body on the rum is much, much heavier, much heavier, and it's much sweeter. So it kind of compounds upon itself. Yeah. Uh, my camera froze. Can you all still hear me? OK, good. Um, so it, yeah, it kind of compounds upon itself. So you've got something that's a little bit too thick and almost a lot too sweet. So yeah. when, like you said, Randy, you add that ice, it does dilute the flavor a little bit, but it's also, uh, uh chilling it. So, I mean, chilling it dilutes flavor too. So, um, there, once you get to a certain level of whiskey, or I beg your pardon of rum, um, you, 
you can start going into you're going to have it with you know just have it neat um i've, I've had some of the the higher end stuff like uh the florida Kanye 25 uh when i had that I, I had it neat i didn't put any ice in it and it was it was great now i also think of i usually have rum in a warmer climate so i tend to uh, want to have some ice in there just to just to cool everything down it does a moist a moist mouthfeel that's not that easy to say actually <laughs> uh, but uh Eric, I'm, don't go. I'm calling your bluff. We need you. Um, well, Phenomenal. with that that all said about rum, and we can kind of uh, continue, especially if any questions come in, uh, continue to kind of uh, revert back to the rum. But uh, if I may, Rob, I would like to give a shout-out to our show sponsors, as this was a very unique cigar that, obviously, we've already kind of let the cat out of the bag. Each one of the three of us had to go out into the world and secure these. Um, but in general, Smoke In uh, provides all of Flavor Odyssey's cigars for Season 2. We love being partnered with Smoke In. They do a fantastic job, as w- are, are one of the best um online retailers and we've all uh spoke uh, many times about if you make it down to the florida area if you're in the florida area go visit one of the shops they're the best shops uh that i've ever been to in my life smoking does a fantastic job uh and flavor odyssey is brought to us tonight as always by our friends at drew estate our relationship with drew estate is special Much like some of the special or limited editions, Drew Estate has to offer. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Have you tried the Underground Sunground Dojo Dogma? I haven't, actually. What? Not yet. I don't have one. That's just embarrassing. I'm just like Jordan. If nobody gives it to me, I'm not going to smoke it. (laughs) Oh, boy. I've I've got you covered, pal. Well, Drew Estate makes a fantastic collaboration with our our hosting program here, Cigar Dojo. You really need to get on that, Rob. Drew Estate also has some amazing offerings that are now hitting the shelves like the Brother of the Leaf Brown Label, the Undercrown Shady 20, and one of our personal favorites here at Flavor Odyssey, the Undercrown Maduro Dojo Dogma. If you want to make your smoking session extra special, try the limited editions from Drew Estate. You can find Drew Estate cigars anywhere cigars are sold. Head to DrewEstate.com forward slash store locator to find the shop nearest you and experience, Rob, the rebirth of cigars. <laughs> Another excellent read by Randy Griggs. Well, well done, thank my friend. You. Thank you. I, 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 I like the pregnant pause in the middle where... Yeah, no, really knew if I thought you were done, but it felt like you had more to say. Yeah, I, Eric, I like I like how Eric had to check to see if I dropped off or not. <laughs> just keeping you uh, on your toes. Uh, yeah, but uh, but this cigar, I, I will say, you know, I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. Obviously, uh, ever since um, Willie Herrera <laughs> uh, landed at Drew Estate, he's had uh, renowned success. Landed on the top twenty-five. Uh, you know, has, you know, one, one of their premium lines of cigars, you know, bears his last name, which obviously is a, a great honor. All, all the Herrera Estelis, I, I, I would vouch for every one of them as some of the most premium um, and approachable and affordable cigars available on the market. I love the Herrera Esteli line. So I'm super excited that um, they finally ventured into Broadleaf, obviously, with Drew Estate being so famous for Broadleaf after the, the fame of the legal line. Uh, so this is pretty fun, and I really appreciate Patrick, if this wasn't a family show, I'd I, 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 I do it live right now. Uh, no, but uh, I think it's a, a lot of fun that they did this in a Lancero. Uh, I would imagine that eventually they'll um, they'll expand the line into other Vitolas, but I love that they're kicking this off with a Lancero. It really allows the wrapper leaf to be uh, a dominating, uh, you know, a predominant part of the flavor profile really allows us to continue to talk about those broadleaf flavors what they bring to the blend uh and i i think you know works perfectly for what we do on this show what's your favorite herrera Esteli? it's got to be the brazilian yeah me too yeah and then followed by the habano i think it's the habano's the original right yeah it is yeah uh, that one's legit too I mean, they're all good but i think those two are my favorites 
yeah, I'm I'm with you. I buy those by the box. I like I Indeed. keep those in stock. No. Yeah, yeah. Those are, you celebrate the man's entire catalog. <laughs> uh, yeah, very good cigars. This one is um, probably towards the middle of the list for me. Okay. Um, I, I, but this is the first time that I've smoked it. It's uh, I think we we lose a little bit of the complexity of that we get in some of the other uh, offerings, but the wrapper really does shine. Yeah. The, uh, the, yeah, the Bono and the Lonsdale is legit. I don't know who said that. I can't read the name uh, on my, my screen. Boy, but, Quinn uh, Loads. Yeah, that's, uh, that's legit. But this is, I'd like to smoke this in a Lonsdale too. I'd be curious to smoke this in a larger ring gauge and see if you get a little bit more of that nuance uh, from some of the other blends if that comes back. But for, for our purposes, it really does highlight the wrapper, Randy. So we get, uh, which is really what we were kind of trying to do anyway. So... I mean, to me, it's a ton, a ton of earth. The retro hail's got some spice on it. Not, um, it, I mean, it's a black pepper spice, but it's not overwhelming at all. Uh, there's some sweetness, and there's actually a lot of sweetness in there, which might be enhanced by the rum. We can be honest with that. Uh, but it's there's there's a ton of flavor, not a lot of complexity here, but for me anyway. But the the wrapper really does shine with that earthiness, that spice. And that kind of earthy sweet that uh, that uh, Nick Melillo was talking about last week. Yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm right on board with you there. Uh, obviously, mine is is a, a few years older. We will check in with Eric here momentarily as he has uh, basically this blend in the Toro. Uh, yeah. as, as that came out as an exclusive for TAA. But I, I will uh, echo. Um, basically all the points that you made here, uh, it doesn't have, you know, it, one of the reasons I like the Brazilian, uh, the best out of this line is because of that sweet, spicy, uh, character that it brings. I was actually uh, hopeful for some of that in this, as it does have it in, in the, uh, in the binder. It's here. Yeah. But it's not, it's not it's as a, present. It's not, it's not. No, I'm, I'm with you. It doesn't, it, I, I won't say it lacks, but, but it, it is fairly just like, broadleaf straight straight up it doesn't have a ton of complexity um but it, it does absolutely showcase it's almost like smoking a uh, almost has a sense of smoking a, a broadleaf purito you know yeah it, right? it, it's very earthy has a, a a nice chocolatey sweetness um i, I wouldn't say so uh, i'd say it's like a, a nice coffee character but not so much like a, the dark espresso that yeah. we got from the cigar last week mm-hmm. um but an exceptional cigar. I'm not the Lancero, you know, freak that uh, so many of my. Uh, you, feel, you feel like they're feminine, don't you? Mm. No, you know what? I actually, the reason I'm I'm not on board with going fanboy over the Lanceros, while I've had so many of my friends swear by them, and especially in the Maduro wrappers, uh, and I, and I, and I see why because you really get that heavy <laughs> Maduro, um, you, you know kick but uh you know you did an interview at ipcpr where i was uh you know running the film as your cameraman and we had a great you know a prestigious blender talk to us about how it's just limiting you just can't put the number of leaves in you can't create the complexity with the same ease that you could in a robusto or even i mean you and i both you know swear by lonsdales and and corona gordas which, which are only you know an extra eight uh, you know, ring gauges above this 38. Um, but you get an extra leaf in there. But you do. Like, you, exactly. Like a full extra leaf. Yeah. And with that leaf, it could be half a leaf of this and half a leaf of that. One leaf just gives you so much uh, so much to work with. And I, I know the blender that you're talking about, and I don't know if he used this analogy, but I remember thinking of it at the same time. It's like opening up, uh, like, the entire spice cabinet in your pantry and you've got shelves and shelves and shelves of all these different ingredients, but I'm only going to use two. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's a limiting factor, uh, for, I think, especially for the types of cigars that that particular blender, uh, blends when you get into, uh, some cigars just shine, absolutely shine in this Vitola. Uh, sure. the one that really jumps out to me, um, is, uh, Headley Grange from, um, uh, <clears throat> from crowned heads yeah. when uh, headley grange came out and then he came out with the drumstick um what's uh is that a new halloween t-shirt no i've actually had this one for a little bit uh, this was a christmas gift this past year from uh, my lovely wife she supports all of my 
my stupid uh, <laughs> my stupid things like horror and t-shirts. Uh, but <laughs> actually, I've said this before. My wife's birthday is November first, so it's this Sunday. And the best birthday present that she gets is we don't have to watch horror movies anymore. Wow. Well, happy birthday, Dana. Yeah. And uh, and and no, no, that, that that's a great point. You know, I I don't want to poo-poo all uh, Lanceros. You're right. Get, yeah. Get, given the. Yeah, yeah. Given the the leaves that they're working with, cool. what they have ha- have as an option. Yeah, that's actually uh, your favorite uh, Liga Unico, favorite isn't it? now. Oh, after the year of the, the year of the rats, my favorite. Man, that's, that's fire. I, I can't get sick of that cigar. Yeah. Uh, so the, if if we could, Eric, I know you're over there producing your heart out, uh, but I would love to hear your uh, your take on the Toro Vitola of what I imagine is virtually the same blend as this. Uh, obviously. I, little expanded. I on. sort of feel like uh, I wish you guys were smoking this Toro because um, yeah, there's so much more. There's so much more to it, and I gotta say the uh, the rum is bringing out a nice sweetness and spice, bringing out in the cigar the the sweetness and spice, and this just offers so much more than just the earthy broadleaf flavor. Like you you get those cabinet spices that I'm also tasting in the rum coming out. And so, like, I, I kind of feel like the Lancero might be limiting some of that for you guys, whereas I'm getting a bit more of, like, a full experience. So I'm really enjoying wow. this TAA that uh, my good buddy Matt brought me. Well, thanks a lot for that, Matt. <laughs> yeah, Matt, what the hell? <laughs> this is crap. Uh, no, that, I'm leaving. That, that, that's great to hear, and it actually, you know, uh, completely goes along with my whole theory with why I don't um, gravitate Lanceros. <laughs> it confirms uh, everything that I've thought. It's, it does. It totally does. I love it. He's a politician now. <laughs> uh, no, because because everything you just said, Eric. Uh, you know that that sweet, spicy, the spicy, the cabinet spice. Yeah, I don't. I'm not getting that. And again, I, I'm I've got a four year old version of this, uh, but it doesn't sound like Rob. You're getting much more of that than I am. Um, and and I'll tell you. And now I know that Diplomatico. I have that that bottle. I I. I I celebrate that bottle quite a bit myself. Um, this one also is is similarly, you know, has that sweetness. I've got a ton of oak uh, character coming out of this. Obviously, twenty five year aged is. Um, That's is, a twenty five year aged bottle. Seem excessive. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, I know. It was a really nice birthday present. I'm, I, I've got to send him a thank you note. Um, but yeah, I get I get a lot of oakiness, a lot of sweetness. Um, this one's really, really nice. Um, and, uh, yeah. You wanna, so, uh, you wanna... Hall of Famer Kevin Acuff uh, checked in with the Ron Abuelo, uh, and I'm curious, Kevin, because I've never had it. And I, it's, it's one of the, it's, it's another, I think it's, it's Panamanian, I think. Um, but that's a rum that I haven't tried. That is so wild. I never knew you were such a rum buff. I, I just, I like the sauce, man. I really do, but uh, no. I these are the this is the three I've got. Uh, I've got these three bottles, uh, in well two now because one of them's empty. But uh, <clears throat> if you're looking for Zacapa, you can get it at Costco for like thirty nine bucks, which is about the best deal you're going to find for that. But for my money on the market, the best uh, dollar for donuts or whatever the hell you want to say is the Florida Cognac Twelve. It's like a thirty six dollar bottle, yep. and it's a twelve year age rum. And it's it's very good. I'd actually I've I've done a blind tasting, uh, and I picked the 12 over the 18. I just felt like the 18 was lacking a bit of complexity. Yeah, it's Panamanian. Um, Kevin, I'm curious, man. I haven't tried that. I know you mentioned that it was good. I don't think I've ever had any Panamanian um, uh, rum. So I'm gonna I'm gonna seek a bottle of that out. I know they have it locally. Um, <clears throat> so I'm gonna check some of that out. But uh, for me, yeah, the Florida Cana. So I started out with the Zacapa. It's empty. Um, and I moved on to the Florida Cana. Zacapa is sweeter. Uh, Diplomatico is super, super sweet compared to these three. Uh, a 12-year Bacardi Reserva, I actually haven't tried that either. Patrick Larkin, just getting all over the place with this. Uh, but uh, the Florida Cana 12, man, just doesn't let down. It's, it's a bit more complex. It's not quite as sweet. There's a lot more of the woody character from the, from the barrel that it's aged in. Um, and, you know, we're suckers for Nicaragua, and maybe it's a little bit of a placebo thing. I just love Nicaragua, so I want it to be better, so maybe that's <laughs> it. 
Um, twenty nine bucks for a yeah, nice. chat saying got it for twenty nine bucks. Dude, that's a steal. That's well, a no. That's an absolute no brainer. You buy two or three bottles, you stick them in your in your uh, your your deal there, and you've got that. Um, and I like they changed the format of the bottles. They're pretty cool looking, for whatever that's worth. But I'm I'm having that now. I've switched to it, and it's actually a little bit better of a pairing. It's a bit more complex. It is bringing out Randy a little bit of those cabinet spices. I'm getting a little bit of almost like a cinnamony kind of note, a little bit of nutmeg in there. Not a ton, but uh, but a little bit. Yeah, you just stick them in your deal. You know, I mean, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's all you got to do, and it's just it feels better. Um, <laughs> wow, you really doubled down on that one. <laughs> I did. Now I kind of wish I didn't. Um, anyway, uh, Randy, I need you to save me here. Say something. Well, I'll tell you um, – because of all the reasons that, that we that we talked about, mine being a much sweeter rum, uh, it is slightly overpowering. Um, and maybe that's why I'm not getting um, the complexities of the cigar, that, that I really am just getting that kind of chocolatey, um, earthy note. Um, so for me, this is actually going to end up being a thumbs down. Oh. Well, we're going to differ because... Um, I'm, we're not getting any thumbs today because we've got, uh, Steve Young at the helm. Uh, oh, there, there, oh, look at this. We got him. Uh, for me, it's, I'm going thumbs up on both of these. The, the Zacapa pairing was very good. <clears throat> I, I steered clear of the Diplomatico. Uh, I was glad that Eric was having it, uh, because I knew it was going to be a little bit too sweet. And I expected this cigar to be on the spicier side, but not super, super spicy. So, it's, it's weird. Like, you can go with those co contrasting pairings like we've talked about. Like, I can have a sweet – like, I would want to go, like, this sweeter Diplomatico or Randy the Rum that you're going with. Go with something super spicy like a Neanderthal and kind of uh, even each other out maybe. Uh, you can get that contrasting pairing there. But when, when you have a cigar that's, that's maybe not over the top in spice – but it's got those. It's more earthy, and it's got some uh, some sweetness to it. If you go with something that's got some sweetness to it, uh, like an overly sweet beverage, you might just run it over. And I feel like that's what happened with you. Um, the Zacapa was good. The Florida Cana is better. This Florida and someone I think I can't. I think it was Diamond uh, mentioned during. Um, uh, I can't remember Diamond's last name, but uh, mentioned during the live that Florida Cana 12 would probably be a better pairing than Diplomatico because it wasn't quite as sweet and 100%. Like just completely nailed it this florida Kanye has more of uh more of like i was saying the the stuff that you're going to get from that barrel you get a little bit oakier it's a little bit more vanilla not quite sweet uh but just that vanilla flavor and it's going to bring out some of those spicy notes from the cigar so the florida Kanye and uh this herrera Esteli broadleaf is a big time winner for me so it's uh, and a, not only a thumbs up but an enthusiastic thumbs up uh, Eric, I feel like you're trending in the same direction as me, but tell me what you think. Well, I got to say, uh, the Diplomatico uh, and the Herrera Esli Broadleaf, this combination would be a very enthusiastic thumbs up. Uh, mm. Then I just I just switched over to the Idlewild from Quinn. And Did those backwards. It, that mm. was a bad, that was the bad, I shouldn't have done it in that order. Because th yeah. this sort of tastes like uh, rubbing alcohol or something. <laughs> and it's not a good pairing. I would go thumbs down on this pairing. Uh, but, but I can't do that because, th to me, this, this is more in the, in the realm of, of what we sure. were trying to do. And it's a fantastic pairing. Uh, thumbs up for sure. The thing is, is like you said, uh, Robbie, and, and, and I learned a lot on this show just listening to you talk about rum because I'm not a rum guy. But this particular rum is really sweet, and it, it really helps this cigar, I think. The sweetness is actually a benefit to this cigar. I think this cigar would be good with pretty much anything, but I would love to have this with, say, like a Knob Creek single barrel bourbon because that's like sure. a sweeter a sweeter bourbon, mm. and I think that would go really well. But the, like the Diplomatical rum, I'm going to be honest with you, to me it might be just – a tad sweet from my personal preference, but this pairing, just taking small sips of the rum with the Diplomatico with this cigar, was really fantastic. And I, I think I wanna, I wanna re revisit this exact same pairing. Like, you know what I would really like? I think is this Diplomatico with say like a feral flying pig. I think would be really, yeah. really good because they're both a little bit more mild. 
but it's bringing out some great flavors in this cigar. So like, I'm I'm a major thumbs up on this particular pairing. Nice. Yeah, rum is an interesting beast, man. Like, <clears throat> you have to you have to taste it, obviously. But as far as pairing is concerned, it can taste so different, and it's just like whiskey. Like whiskeys can be very very different. <clears throat> like Diplomatico and Florida Cognac next to each other taste nothing alike. They have kind of a same, like a similar base flavor, but when you go beyond that, Diplomatico goes way off into the sweet side, and Florida Cognac is much more complex, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> so you get, like, Florida Cognac is much easier to pair with a bunch of different cigars. So I think just keep that in mind when you're trying different rums and you want to go with some pairings. Uh, Diplomatico in, in mixed drinks, absolutely. I mean, but it's, it's a bit expensive to be mixing for drinks as far as I'm concerned. So if you're doing that, I mean, more power to you. But uh, <clears throat> like I think earlier this year we did, uh, what was the rum? We did the Old Cuban, uh, which yeah. is, I, I, that's a fan. That was a great pairing. That was a lot mm -hmm. of fun. Uh, I, I do that with Diplomatico. I do that with Florida Cognac because that's a really, I think that's a more of a high-end cocktail where you're really getting a lot of the flavor out of the uh, of the rum, it's not going to be run over. <laughs> the jury's in. Randy's wrong. Oh, hey, Hall of Famer, have an A cuff or have an A cuff. <laughs> oh, that was weird. A little too much rum for uh, for yeah, Robbie there. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I, I suggest try a bunch of different rums. It's Bacardi Reserva. I've never had it, uh, Patrick. I'm going to look into that. I've. It's funny. I've kind of avoided. Um, there's a couple of bigger uh, rum names like um, Bacardi. Uh, Mount Gay is a big uh, uh, rum producer, and they make higher end, more aged rums. And I've avoided them just because they're they're big names, which isn't really right. fair. Um, because we kind of do. I think I feel like I kind of do that with cigars too. Like, sure. I, I, you know, I mean, like sometimes you steer more towards the smaller, more crafty kind of brands, uh, boutique brands we call them in this industry. Um, the same with beer. I always go with uh, the craft beer if I can if I can find it. But sometimes bigger companies make um, <clears throat> make good stuff. I mean, you could really call Drew Estate is like a bigger company, right? And if I avoided Drew Estate, I wouldn't get any of the Liga Pravada goodness, so that would just be stupid. So, um, But yeah, I, I, I highly recommend, if you haven't really done rum, Florida Kanye 12 is a great place to start. It's an approachable price point. <clears throat> There's a lot of flavor there. It's going to pair with 90% of the cigars in your humidor. Um, it might run over some Connecticut shade stuff, but for the most part, it's going to pair really well. And if it's a new age Connecticut shade, you're going to be just fine. It's uh, very versatile, and it's a good uh, gateway rum, if you will, mm. Randy. Yeah, it was the first one that I that I tried, actually. I don't know that I ever drank rum in my life before this show. Um, and Florida Kanye 12 was definitely my first. You're right. Approachable price point and uh, flavor profile, very flavorful without being you know, kind of punch you in your mouth, uh, strength or anything. Um, and I, and I'm not going to defend myself. Uh, it, mine was syrupy sweet. It ran over the cigar and I wasn't able to enjoy complexities. So take that hall of famer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Randy, I've never had that realm. I'd be very curious to try it because, yep. um, it's your, I, I think that you kind of, you jumped into a, a side. It's like, it's like if you just got used to, craft beer and you're just getting excited about craft beer and you jumped in and had like black tuesday or something mm. you know what i mean like you're going way over uh you, you you bypassed a bunch of steps and went into this one that that's it might have a ton of complexity that maybe your palate isn't really ready for sure. if that makes sense you know what i'm saying i'm not judging you i'm just saying uh, i i had no idea I, you were I 25 year old I had no idea you were going with a 25 year old rum for the show i was like dude i, I would have told you to dial it back it's aggressive Oh, I didn't feel judged until you made the odd statement that you weren't judging me. So I don't know what that was about. Uh, but, uh, but no, no, I, 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 I am. The, the rum is fantastic. The flavor is tremendous. I think I just need a, a little bit beefier of a cigar to be able to stand up uh, against it. Um, I'm jealous as can be of that TAA that Eric has. I wish I had uh, this cigar yeah. with, with a little beef to it. Um, and, and hell, it, it might just be my my bias against lanceros in general that i'm like meh it's missing flavor um so it uh, could be in my head i i defend nothing thumbs down spending too much time with steve Saka. you know you know i gotta <laughs> say though i kind of agree with you randy i've i've never like really been a big lancero guy now that doesn't mean that there aren't some lanceros that i really like 
Uh, there's a Crux Lancero, the Deconnoisseur is really, really good. Uh, the Aladino mm-hmm. Corojo Lancero is oh, is really? really, really good. Like, there are some cigars that that format just really works well with. But I also agree with you that it, it just, in general, the the Lancero craze is, I, I don't quite get it either. Like, like to me, like, the L- Lonsdale is about as, as thin as I like to go. And I think that, that Lonsdale's one... Lonsdale's the... Perfect yeah, it, it kind of gives you like the, the perfect, the perfect marriage between getting more of the wrapper flavor, you know, with yet some more spice and some more stuff that they can do with filler leaves. So to me, like Lonsdale is 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 a small of a ring gauge as I, I prefer to go, albeit there are a couple of exceptions. I'll tell you what, you want to smoke a good Lancero, smoke the protocol blue label. Oh, that's fantastic. You're right. That's that was. You're right. I was back with a Cigar Federation back in the day. That was our cigar of the year. That's a great. That that's a great out. example, Robbie. That's a. That's yeah. such. That's a good blend. Yeah. But that that particular vitola for that blend just is transcendent. I don't know mm. what it is about the blend. I, I I couldn't. I mean, I, that's an answer I couldn't give you. But I'll tell you, if I'm when I'm smoking that, I'm looking for that Lancero. Yeah, I agree. That is just. It's a beautiful cigar. And there's there's uh, and the H Town stuff that comes. Um, what's the shop that does H Town? It's uh, in the, the Houston one. It's um, Houston. Yeah, Stogie Town or no Stogies. 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 Yeah, God, I couldn't think of it either. They, so they they move a ton of Lanceros, and so they've got all these different. Uh, uh, I know Pete made one, and Skip made one, and so like all these different companies have made Lanceros specifically for them. Uh, for some reason, all of those shine. They're all really really good cigars. But phenomenal. That, yeah, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. I, yeah, it's phenomenal. That's uh, that is a, a fantastic Lancero. And don't get me wrong, this is a really good cigar. This is a really good cigar. I think I'm being a little bit overly critical, uh, but it's it, the wrapper for our purposes. It's perfect. The wrapper really, really shines. Absolutely. And uh, I think we've learned that going with a pairing, if we're really focusing on this wrapper, that's overly sweet, is uh, is really the wrong direction to go. So you want something that's going to have some complexity to it um i don't think we have a whiskey or bourbon pairing uh coming up randy do we not for broadleaf no not for broadleaf maybe we should rethink that because i think that might be maybe we uh, replace that uh cocktail at the end of the season and and go with uh go with a bourbon pairing because i think we might we might get a little bit more out of that well that that would actually work out beautifully as I already wanted to um, swap out the last cigar of this uh, of the Broadleaf say a uh, chapter, if you I will. wasn't ready to go that far. I was just going to say we could swap out the the pairing, but we can uh, we'll look at that as we go. So, uh, episode four of season two Broadleaf is up in the air at this point. We may uh, yeah, there's a ton of Lanceros, I, LFD Lanceros. Somebody mentioned the uh, the Alec Bradley uh, coil. Is that how you say that? Uh, that one is a yeah. that one actually is a uh like a short lancero right and uh petite lancero is what it's called and that right. that is a fantastic that's the best alec bradley in my opinion by it, it, that cigar is Maya. absolutely fantastic yeah yeah, yeah no, that that one is really good I, I i will hand it to to eric and um and robert caldwell as one of the more flavorful, and I haven't had a ton of Lanceros, but one of the more flavorful Lanceros I've ever had, honestly, you know, no bias, was the, um, the what was it, the Eastern Reserve, the Far Eastern Standard? Right, that was our one we did with Caldwell, yeah, that was a fun cigar. Right, right, that that had a ton of, um, of baking spice and, and really flavorful. That was one, uh, for from the small handful of Lanceros I've had that stood out to me as a kind of exception of that. That was one of the more complex flavor uh, profiles that I've had in, in this. That's the only Lancero so. we've really ever done. Yeah. Maybe oh, we should do more. Right. Maybe. I doubt you know, it. Lanceros just, I, I, they don't, here's the thing. Lan, <laughs> Lanceros just don't sell very well um, for whatever reason. They don't. It's, it's interesting. It's a smaller, you have a smaller pool of people that are interested when you get yeah. to the Lancero, in fact, when you, when we talk about doing, you know, cigars and collaborations, and me and Jordan really wanted to do a Lancero, you know, like when we talked to, you know, Abe at Smoke In, he was like, "No, please don't do a Lancero, don't do a Lancero." But we had never done one. We really wanted to do one, and we thought that that particular cigar was good in the Lancero. 
But yeah, for whatever reason, Lanceros just don't sell as well. In fact, Lonsdales don't sell as well either. So, you know, the Toro is the, you know, the Toro and the Rebuso, those are the cigars that, that sell, and um, people like them the most. They feel like they're getting their, their value there for whatever reason, but uh, it's, it is odd. I don't know why they just don't. They do appeal to, you know, some people, but not as many. I think, uh, Eric, you need to educate your customers about <laughs> the, the Lancero uh, and the Lonsdale, the, the Lonsdale especially, because I'll tell you what, I, if, if a cigar offers it in a Lonsdale, I'll smoke it, and it tends to be the best. I think, Eric, you should host a debate between Rob and Abe on uh, how uh, customers are educated <laughs> and have Rob tell Abe that he should educate his customers better. No, I'll tell Eric he should educate his customers. Abe is in retail, and Abe will tell me to go pound sand is what people say. I don't even know what that means. but And he'd be right because he knows a lot more about this than I do. But one thing I will say about my time with Mombacho, and I, I got to travel through this country and go to a lot of different shops in a lot of different states in, with a lot of different um, uh, customers. Mm -hmm. And it's weird, man, how, how sizes and regions really kind of uh, – it kind of go together Are fond of one another <laughs> no it's like if you if you went to if you're i remember talking to a bunch of different places where they're they're in kind of touristy type towns oh, yeah. and and coronas sold really well because tourists want a short smoke mm -hmm. so they've got a lot of people who come in they just buy a handful you'll never see that customer again but they're buying all coronas because they want a, a 45 minute smoke or less right, right? It's just, it's interesting. And I think Stogie's has done a, a, an interesting job of training their customers, for lack of a better term, to really enjoy Lanceros and find what, and, and find uh, enjoyment in that size. So some, st some shops can move all the 60 ring gauges they want. They can't keep them in stock, but they can't sell a Corona for their life. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird how regional it is. So it's, it has a lot to do with, uh, with your local shop and, um, and what you're used to. So I, I would never, ever tell Abe how to sell a cigar. you got to be kidding. That, that would, that's just stupid. I mean, that would, be like, that would be like me, Randy, telling you how to make a chocolate stout. I would never tell you how to do that because you invented the damn thing. Speaking of stouts, uh, we are getting... Let's uh, get get this thing wrapped up. I would like to say I'm super excited about next week uh, because we have on the docket coming up for the next Broadleaf selection, we have the one and only Southern Draw, Jacob's Ladder, paired with a Russian Imperial Stout. We encourage that you go and find a local craft brewery. Support your local craft breweries all you can. Do yourself a, a, a growler, a crowler, or a a six-pack or four-pack, however they'll dish it out to you. Go get yourself a, a big, thick, rich, high ABV Russian Imperial Stout, and I'm really excited about pairing that one um, for a decadent uh, chapter next week for Broadleaf. Hey, hey guys, hey, every, guys. Everybody have a meal before that show. Check this out. This, be, check this out. be aggressive. Look at this. This, this is what I'm going to be smoking in next week's show. This is the uh, new Southern Draw uh, uh, Brimstone. Look at this thing. What? Look at this thing. What? It's longer than my head with my hat on. I mean, is that seven and a half inches? This thing is ridiculous. It's, uh, by the way, I've had it already. It's really good. I wasn't a huge fan of the Brimstone release. I didn't think it was one of Robert's best, but this is really good. I don't know why, but in this size, it's doggone good. Anyways, that's what I'll be having next uh, a week from today on this show. If you can throw a couple of those in a manila envelope <laughs> and ship out to California, we'd love to join you in that. Uh, yeah, yeah. To Rob's point, that's a far larger than a Churchill. A what the heck is that? It's El Presidente. That like a seven and a half by fifty-four. It's like a, no, it's like nine inches long or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's at least nine inches long. Could be ten. It could be. I, I think this is, is as big as my foot. This is as big as my foot. That's that's a huge huge cigar. It is. Anyways, uh, anyways, it's. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's next week. It's going to be an aggress it's an aggressive cigar, and a Russian Imperial Stout or Imperial Stout, you know, whatever you can find. Um, we're going Russian Imperial Stout. What makes it Russian, Randy? We talk about that next week. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, go with it. Imperial Stout. I mean, Rasputin, 
old Rasputin, it's probably what I'm going to be drinking. Yeah, can't go wrong there. You can't go wrong, and that's local, so uh, or local-ish uh, for us. That's uh, Northern California, but um, that's probably what I'm going to be going with. Spoilers, cat's out of the bag, Randy. I don't need to do the live on Monday. Boom, we're done. Look at that. Two things. <laughs> See, I try to birds, stones. It's all about that stuff. Maybe I'll uh, come in on Monday and do a show and and neglect you the opportunity to jump in uh, unannounced. I'll tell you, it's I I've never felt more powerful than have <laughs> you and have that thing pop up on my screen says Randy wants to join your live and I say nope. <laughs> i'm really curious as to what it looks like yeah, that's a new feature that facebook has added that we'll do it this, week. Have do it this week i, I will forego my power and allow you to join um eric what's going on uh, friday on smoke night Live? so it's hey as we know uh halloween is saturday night right what so get this on, on friday <laughs> none other than <laughs> pete johnson the master of monsters will be on the show. Pete Johnson, Tatawahe Cigars will be on Smoke Night Live, so that should be fun. That is uh, in two days from right now, so uh, put it in your calendar, people. Nice. i got to be honest, Eric. This is the perfect show to invite me to be part of. Uh, I'm, I'm, after the show, I was going to invite you. You want to be on? Jumped, you, we jumped the gun. Absolutely, uh, I want to be on. All right, you're in, dude. You, you but you, you, uh, oh, that's, you can't that's, let me down. Me. You gotta, you gotta be there. You gotta be there. I'll be there. I will be there. Absolutely. And I'm gonna be. What, what should I smoke, Randy? Ooh, this is, now the pressure's yeah. on. You got the Karloff? Oh, smoke, smoke something special. Ooh, he will have the Karloff available if he wants to smoke it. I don't. I don't have. I don't have a Karloff, but I will find. I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna smoke either, but I'm gonna find something. Do you have the Karloff by then? I will have the Karloff, so you have access it's, it's to It's possible Karloff. I could swing by your house and steal one. It is more than possible. <laughs> I mean, You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll steal one in exchange for cash money. That wouldn't be stealing. Do you take cash? <laughs> uh, no, that, that would be great. I would love to be on that show. I, are you kidding? I always want to talk to Pete, especially when we're talking about Halloween and monsters and stuff. Uh, speaking of Halloween, I watched last night one of my favorite favorite horror movies of all time hmm. of all time cabin in the woods oh have you, have you seen the cabin in the woods never seen it eric i think you'd like it I... given the the conversations that we've had it, it it stars um the guy who plays thor okay what really is that what chris helmsworth yeah, or whatever yeah yeah that's it yeah whatever one of the before he's a hem hem hems helms helmsworth before he was thor uh, and the main gal was in, um, I don't know her name, but she was in House of Cards. Uh, she's, she's, I like her a lot. She's really cool. She's a good actor. Uh, she's very pretty, but she's tough, too. Um, was that the one that gets pushed in front of the train? Negative, not her. Um, she was, I don't remember, she was only in the first two seasons. And I can't remember what her role was, really, but I know she was in it. Uh, and it's got the one guy, The one of the other guys was in... Um, uh, that show ER for a long time. Worst horror movie is Halloween 3. Oh, Patrick. Patrick, we have to talk, buddy. If Halloween 3 was called anything other than Halloween 3, it would be viewed as one of the greater horror movies of all time. Um, it's just because it didn't have Michael Myers in it, and everybody wanted Michael Myers. It's a movie about a company that produces these masks, and they create this, Randy, this beautiful marketing campaign to get all these kids to buy these masks and watch this specific thing on a Halloween night while they're wearing their mask, and they want to kill all these children. It's, it's kind of terrible. Sounds dark. Awful. It's dark. Yeah, it's dark. On, but, but it, but it's, no, but it's a, it's a really, it's, it's a very good movie. I'm going to go but, watch Inside Out just to feel better about you saying that out loud. Fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> You know what? Do me a favor and at least watch Hocus Pocus. <laughs> oh, I do like Bette Midler. I'll watch that. <laughs> Hocus Pocus. That it's like it's really that movie is the only time that I ever thought that Sarah Jessica Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker was hot. She's pretty hot in that movie, but uh, she's the blonde one. Um, yeah. My wife and I just watched it. We watch it every year. It's one of the fun ones that we watch. Uh, but Hocus Pocus is a lot of fun. So that's that's the Randy level of uh, of horror movie, but Halloween three is, uh, is is quality cinema, Patrick. And if you don't like it, I'll just give you the Larkin. Ooh, yeah, strong. You know, you know what that means. Strong. All right, boys. Uh, it's been a great show. This has been a lot of fun. We'll be back next week. Randy, what's the pairing again next week? 
that would be the Southern Draw Jacob's Ladder with an Imperial Stout. Beautiful. Uh, thank you for dropping the Russian. Um, and I know I said that, but whatever. We'll talk about it next week. Perfect. Next week's going to be awesome. See you guys next week as the Odyssey continues. Stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to each other. It costs you nothing. We'll see you next week as the Odyssey continues. Cheers.